Thanks for listening to the Granary Church Podcast. For more information, head to granary.org.au or follow us on social media at The Granary Church. Welcome to VIP's podcast. You're listening to Conversations with Pastor Sam Paul Pili. And today we have a very special guest speaker, our own backyard missionary who started ministering here in Australia, here in Newcastle, and then to overseas to Asia Pacific. It's none other than Pastor Steve Blake. Steve, welcome to Granary VIP's podcast. Thanks very much, Sam, and uh, I'd like to greet all the people listening to the podcast today. God bless you. Steve, it's so good to have you on board. You know, we've heard you speak in person a couple of times before at the VIP's uh, gatherings, but it's good to have you here on a podcast. Uh, so some of their, their, they might be new uh, listeners. So would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself, Steve? Sure. Some personal background is always good. Um, Started my life in Victoria, the son of a uh, church planting pastor builder who was the son of a church planting pastor builder who was the son of uh, the founder of the Salvation Army in Victoria. So there's a a few um, people in my family heritage going back. And uh, I was born there in Victoria, in country Victoria. And um, going through from about 18 years old when I received the baptism in the Holy Spirit was when I really felt called of God in my life. I was just doing a simple apprenticeship at the time and then I did some engineering training. But my heart was to go out with my dad yeah. each weekend and we'd be planting churches around country Victoria. And then I went to Bible school and met Helen. And after Bible school, we went back to Victoria and we were involved in youth ministry and music and church planting down on the Murray River area. Then we went into evangelism for a while and that brought us to Newcastle. And uh, when we came to Newcastle, we were called to the uh, Assemblies of God Church in Hamilton. Okay. From there started to plant new churches in the Hunter region, which are still going and it was a wonderful period of our lives. Our kids grew up here. We have uh, our daughter, Kathy, who lives here in Ashtonfield and part of her local church in a, in a great role. And our son, Jonathan. Oh, so Kathy's uh, married and got two beautiful daughters, our two granddaughters, and Helen and I love them. And then Jonathan, our son, he lives in Vanuatu and manages and runs all of our work there with his wife, Abby, who herself is from Vanuatu, and their four children who we miss very much because we haven't seen them for nearly two years. And then our son, Matt, and his wife, Priscilla, they're here at the bay, up here in in the bay. They pastor a wonderful church here at the bay called uh, Beachside Christian Fellowship. And then our adopted daughter, Sarah, who lives with our daughter, Kathy, in in, um, Ashtonfield. And so that's our family. But... um, while we were here doing church planting, you know, out into different places, uh, right up the valley to Singleton and Maitland and Raymond Terrace and different other places where we were ministering, God called us into nations ministry. And, uh, and that sort of happened as we were up in Port Macquarie planting a church up there. And so from the very, uh, from about 1991, Our focus has been on missional work, particularly assisting with church planting, evangelism, 
it's an apostolic type of work where we plant new things and then assist in its growth and development. So we've basically been ministering this way through uh, former Soviet Union countries, Eastern Europe, uh, down into Mediterranean areas, Muslim areas, um, Asian countries, particularly Philippines and sometime in Thailand and Burma. Um, and then Philippines, of course, and the Pacific, which uh, these are our major fields as well still at the moment. So uh, along the way, you start some things which you keep going, like children's learning centres and uh, schools and various other ministries, which are part of what we do now is to keep running the things that God led us to put in place within mm -hmm. nations where we administered and planted churches. But that's our background. That's what we're still doing. Steve, that's massive. And you have pioneered, you and Helen have pioneered this ministry together. Is it right? Yes, that, yes, that's right. Yeah. And how was it navigating this big adventure uh, with four children? Well, um, our kids have always been part of it. And as much as we could, especially to places closer like Vanuatu, our, our, our children have been with us so many times. And some of them have gone out with us individually to some of the different nations, um, you know, like our son Matt has been out with us right out into European countries and uh, Jonathan as well. Um, Turkey, um, both of them have been with us in Turkey and Cyprus and uh, Belarus and Estonia, places like that. For some of that early time of our nation's work, we were still pastoring and planning churches here as well. So our kids have been uh, very involved, you know, back in the days when you'd set up the school halls and put the chairs out and run the little overhead projectors for all the choruses. And, uh, and Helen and I were a little bit of a, you know, because we're both uh, musical, Helen does keyboard, I do guitar, and we, we basically started churches with our family and uh, they grew and became their own churches, um, which was around our district here. Overseas, I work a lot with the Indigenous churches within countries that are planting churches in new villages and towns and go out with them and preach evangelistically, um, see a lot of miracles happen, and quite often in a day or two a brand-new church is planted. So we love to go out in that really grassroots kind of way and help to plant new works, uh, and, and very often miracles are a part of that. So our children grew up with that, and I guess that that's quite exciting for them because um, they see God at work. It was hard for the children as well early on when we were planting churches and moving house a lot, which meant new schools and uh, new friends, and some of that's hard on the children, but we really have always tried to make them feel included. That's great. It's it's incredible to see uh, not just your generation but the younger generation, like the generation after you, taking the charge and leading and being involved with church, especially within your family. Uh, and such a blessing, you know, God's been really good and kind to you guys. And, you know, you've managed to grow this family, you know, I believe through a massive step of faith because you're always traveling, you're always moving places. How did you manage financially to support your family? Um, honestly, uh Sam, that was one of the tough questions. For, for any father and husband, you're aware of the need to provide well for your family. So we had to learn very quickly to trust in the Lord 
And along the way, I've done a lot of different things. As the ministry started very small, just in one by one, uh, constantly going out into new things, we were very much in faith, but I, I sometimes would go back to my old work in um, engineering and building and uh, do some of that. I, I drew house plans for some time. And then so oftentimes when I was in the field, I would do things to raise our own support. For example, in Vanuatu, God put a picture of tractors in front of me and for about two years we supported ourselves by importing secondhand tractors into Vanuatu and selling them. And But really, uh, as we go along, some of the churches that we planted and some that are wonderful friends of ours have given some level of support, which is steady and stable, and we're so thankful for that. So that way we don't use any ministry funds uh, to support ourselves. We raise our own support through our networks or whatever. Thank you, Steve. And these are very personal questions. As you speak, I'm learning, you know, I'm a young father. I'm in ministry. I've been a pastor's kid as well. Um, And, you know, we are welcoming our third baby in three weeks' time. Oh, that's Um, nice. (laughs) So, you know, all these tips, you know, trusting God is such an important part of our our faith journey as well and in trust especially through finances and um i've been very encouraged for honestly sharing those uh, um your life stories with us i just also want to ask you with one of our two especially and i know some of my friends here from the granary have been with you on the on the mission trips and you know uh, our, our lovely marilyn who is now with the lord she's the connection that I get to know you, um, and you know, as, yeah, and as Granary, we do support you uh, in sending um, some food with our VIPs. Um, how is it now? What's the situation with COVID in in Vanuatu? Well, COVID's been uh, something they have a great fear of, but in fact, they haven't had cases in Vanuatu. Um, actually, only two days ago, they had two returning Vanuatu people arrive with COVID, so they are in um, isolation at the moment. But the people are quite afraid of it because in the history of those Pacific Island countries, with the coming of white people, they brought the diseases. And some of the islands of Vanuatu lost 90% of their people to disease from the early ship. ships would bring people who were diseased. It could have been um, chickenpox or measles or uh, influences and different things. And so they have in their history that um, these pandemics could come and, and wipe out huge numbers of their people. So there's a fair bit of fear about it there. But in actual fact, um, uh, they've been wonderfully protected from the virus. That's so good to hear. So how did this affect you know, your relations from here in Australia and the support that you would be sending? So how does this affected your ministry in Vanuatu, though? Yeah, that's a good question again, Sam. Um, we haven't been able to go and the model of what we do in Vanuatu has depended very heavily on various teams of people going there, uh, including teams from the Christian schools, teams of builders, uh, teams to go and, and help with uh, uh, our education programs, uh, people to go and help after natural disasters and medical teams. And in all of these um Things we build everything around taking many teams every year, and we can't do that at the moment. And uh, that's also meant that uh, buildings and things that we've needed to do have been quite difficult because we haven't had our normal 
uh, building team activity that we normally have. And also a lot less shipping containers going over there with materials, which, which now this is the second year for us to not send a shipping container. Uh, we, we got last year's things that um, came in from granary. We got all of that in the last container that, um, that we sent there. And, uh, and we won't be sending containers until we've got all of our teams coming back online again. So, um, of course, the first thing is we miss out on the, um, the, the whole input from people coming over and joining with us and, and doing such wonderful work to bless the work. But we've had to focus on keeping everything running because, um, you know, in, in uh, Vanuatu, it's around 40 staff altogether, somewhere around there that we support uh, financially 100%. We, they depend on us for their support because our schools are for kids who, who can't pay and we don't have government support. So we've had to continue to find the 100% support for the, all of the schools uh, that the schools and all the programs. Uh, so that's been a big challenge, but we've been able to do that. And that's because people here have been faithful and we've been able to keep everything going. How many uh, children are we talking in schools at the moment? In Vanuatu, uh, the, main, the main school that we developed, that we, that's our, our main school that, um, that VIP have helped us with is in Port Vila. That's around 300 students. Uh, we have some uh, students also now who are only doing our vocational training schools, which Marty Wilson is a big oh, yeah. part of that. Marty from, yeah, greenery. From, uh, yes. yeah, from your church and Marty and Amy are there. Uh, and so that's a, a big direction of our Port Vila school is it's becoming increasingly a vocational training school for the senior students. And we have a lot of students coming in uh, who are come through other schools, but coming for our vocational courses as well. So every day, of course, we feed all of those as well. So um, in our nutrition program, because we were finding the children were coming to school hungry and with no lunch and it was hard for them to learn. They were going to sleep in, in class because they were uh, not properly nourished. And so that's what the whole food program's been about. Thank you so much for sharing that, Steve. How can we uh, still be able to, I know we're not able to send the physical food uh, cans and, you know, milk powders and all that now, but how can we still be able to support you now? Oh, well, if there were people who, it's so nice when people go out and buy product and send it. It's very, you know, it's something they can see that they've done with their money and they know that their money got what they wanted to where they wanted it to go and, and they and your church has been great. VIP has been great for that. But obviously we still need the products. And from time to time, like even um, coming up in the next couple of weeks, we're doing just a couple of pallets to Vanuatu, which um, the shipping line puts into one of their containers for us and we'll send those pallets. Um, and those are things that people could give to. We, we're able to purchase them incredibly cheaply through uh, a friend getting to sanitarium and it's uh, milk powder and things that by buying in bulk in pallets, um, it's a very economical way to do it for us at the moment. So if anybody would like to donate to help cover cost of those things, that would be great as well and the shipping costs. Um, so so that's um, 
That's one way. Yeah, that's one way. In that case, uh, for the listener to reach out to you, what would be the e- email that they can send you an email or, or a phone number? So Helen manages all the incoming mail, which is office at LFTN. So that's, that's LFTN for Liberty for the Nations. Or we sometimes say Lima, Foxtrot, Tango, November. <laughs> office at LFTN.net. Or go on online if they... Uh, if they go online to Liberty for the Nations or, or libertypeople.com.au, they'll get onto our site. Libertypeople.com.au is a good one for finding our website and that also gives the giving options, which clu- includes to the schools. And so they could just find out how to do that directly and tag that as nutrition program uh, for Vanuatu. So that's, that's another way. Perfect. That's great. Thank you, Steve. Thanks for the information. How can I pray for, how can we pray for you? What we're really needing is to be able to get overseas again. But what's happened through the COVID time is that we've been able to give leadership to all of our fields as far away as Turkey and places like that, which are highlight places for us where we've seen lovely churches planted and great things happening. But we've been able to lead it through Zoom meetings and that's been really great. Uh, not being able to visit, and we have some big things coming up in some places, Uh, not being able to visit has been very difficult for us. And the large-scale programs of outreach and church planning we haven't been able to do. And sometimes it's because they've been locked down as well. So uh, Philippines is is big, and we've got some very big projects coming up in the Philippines, which I need to get there personally. So that's that's one of the things. Our, our sense of uh, calling to increase our work with the gospel in um, gospel preaching, going into communities, ministering to children and adults and preaching the gospel, uh, that's where we're headed in the Pacific, in particular in the Philippines, and then strengthening our work in the Islamic parts of the world, and in particular Turkey, um, where there's real highlights in those countries that we might get a moment to talk about soon. But just pray that the Lord will keep opening the doors and the provision uh, for supporting our workers around the world. That, that would be absolutely fantastic. Thank you, Steve. Is there anything that God's been teaching you or showing you recently in these last two years? So probably like many other people, my wife and I, believe it or not, though we've ministered together all of our married lives, we've never been really great at praying together. It's always been little bits, but never. So during the COVID time, every evening, we got this perfect opportunity to just get into the presence of God together. And that's been uh, absolutely fantastic. That's really encouraging to hear. You know, prayer brings victory, prayer changes things. And I'm glad that, um, you know, God is taking on a special journey, you and Helen. You both have been an incredible blessing to everyone that I've known you guys and your family has been an awesome blessing, you know, not just here in Australia, you know, places that uh, we, we, we are scared to go off, like, you know, Turkey or, you know, it could be Middle East and God has taken you to places like that. It's, it's been really good. Um, I just want to ask you one other thing is that as a couple, as a family, what was the lowest part of your life you know this was like where you felt like this is the rock bottom and how you managed to come out of it 
I think we've been pr protected from rock bottom, uh, <laughs> to be honest. To be honest, COVID is the hardest thing we've faced because we've got Jonathan and Abby and our four grandchildren in Vanuatu who we can't see. And But it's not really rock bottom because what we do in a, in a situation where you feel you've got no control over it, the Lord definitely, we can go to the Lord and place it in his hand and give things over to him. We give our family over to him. So we respond to the, you know, it's, it's still, we have our days at the moment where we just miss them so much because we've worked together so closely um, as a family, particularly with um, Jonathan and Abby and secondly with, with Matt and Priscilla, but um, uh, that we miss them very much. But we, we've had, you have hard things when you go and help people. Um, a lot of countries with a lot of need one of their big problems on a national level is the power holders. And sometimes you'll have gone and done a tremendously big thing to help a community and the power holders come along and can just take it away. Um, and, and, we're, and those times are hard because we don't care if we lose, but we definitely care if the people on the ground in those circumstances lose. And so all we can do is put that before the Lord and uh, we've lost a few things along the way and all, all big ministries, we're not a big ministry, but all ministries out there in the nations have some things that through no fault of your own, um, uh, it, it's, a, it's a thing that not everybody would understand who are the power holders within communities in the developing world. And sometimes there's levels of jealousy or sometimes they really don't want the normal people to be empowered because they can't control them like they used to. So, so what happens is quite regularly you see that um, you get adverse reactions and with, there's been times we've been very, very struck down by losing big things that were very close to our heart. But in that case, the Lord has said to us very clearly from the word, do not be overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. And so we've endeavoured to not then say, well, the devil won this one. No, we, we say, well, we're going to do more. We'll do more and we'll learn from this and we'll do more and we'll find out how to do this even better. And so we've found that we can do more good in the way we respond. And if we respond in um, don't be overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. And so we've, and so I asked the Lord to always give give us a harvest place happening somewhere, and He always has. And we've got ongoing harvests happening at the moment, even through the hard times. We've got tremendous growth things happening and great blessings happening, even at at a fairly difficult period of of time. That's really good to hear, Steve. What is your favourite scripture? Okay, I knew you were going to ask me that one. <laughs> I'd like. Can I do three? Sure. Because recently I preached a, um, an online message and um, I gathered together three scriptures that mean so much to me personally that have been uh, about why we, why we spend our life for the kingdom of God and to bless people, to lift people up in the name of Jesus. And, and they come from firstly 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14 and 15. It says, now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us 
diffuses the fragrance of the knowledge of Jesus in every place. For we are to God the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. I love these two verses here so much because it's like you're carrying, I think, of the anointing oil. That, that, and, and Christ means the anointed one. And, and my mind goes back to the old temple of God and the anointing oil and the incredibly magnificent fragrance. It was all over the priests and their clothes and everywhere they would go, they would carry the fragrance of that anointing. And uh, so that's my first goal is to carry that fragrance of Christ. The second scripture in 2 Corinthians is in chapter 3. So the first one was chapter 2. The second one is in chapter 3 from verse 17 and 18. And it says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, we are being transformed into that same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. So now we can actually be carrying not only the fragrance of Christ, but the likeness of Christ. And this is a, a great favourite of mine. And it reminds me that the way that we do things is just as important as the things that we do. Do they reflect Christ-likeness? You know, do I reflect Christ-likeness in my comments, in my leadership, in my life? Am I looking more like Jesus all the time? And that's a work of the Holy Spirit. And the third one is the next chapter, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7. So the first one talked about the fragrance of Christ. The second one talked about the likeness of Christ. And then in chapter 4 from verse 6 and 7, for it is God who commanded light to shine out of the darkness that is now shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. And here I just see this incredible reflection of the light of God. It says he... He's the one who spoke, let there be light, and the, the universe lit up. And now it says, now he has shone into our hearts. And what is shone into our hearts is the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then it describes it as a treasure that's within us. He says it's like putting a treasure into a jar of clay, into an earthen vessel. The vessel isn't the all-important thing, the treasure within it. We, we might have our skills and abilities and, and that's all good and God uses them. But the most important, the, the treasure in us is the knowledge of Jesus. So we're carrying that light of the knowledge of Christ within us. So these three things keep inspiring me to go and reflect Christ, to go and be like Christ, to go as the fragrance of Christ in every place, to be a blessing. Oh, Steve. It's not only encouraging you, it has definitely encouraged us today. Thank you for sharing uh, and spending your time. Every time you come to our granary, it's always a blessing to have you. But today we get to hear you via this podcast. Thank you for your time. That's a pleasure, Sam. I just Can I just pray the blessing of the Lord on your VIPs? Yes, and that would be great. Thank you. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for the very important people, the body of Christ the senior people of God within his church. We pray for the group 
there, Lord, in the granary group, the VIP group, we pray your rich blessings over them. They've passed through the lack of face-to-face fellowship like all of us, and it's very, very difficult. But, Lord, we'll come out the other side and we want you to bless this group. Lord, increase them all the more. Let them be fruitful and always abounding in the work of the Lord. Even in their senior years, Lord, they have so much to give, so much of experience and love and prayer. And we just pray that you'll bless them, keep your hand upon them and bless Sam as he he, uh, facilitates all of the work of this group, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, everyone, for joining in today. Hopefully, next time we gather again, we will be seeing face-to-face and um, celebrating the joy of Christmas. Have a good day.